Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto on Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are Ripple Labs invests 100 million US dollars to build and grow carbon markets to help save the planet, all while entangling entangled in a lawsuit with the SEC. And speaking of which, I have a new update on the SEC versus Ripple Lab lawsuit. What does all this mean? Why is it important? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But if you like, don't like the content, please let me know. Leave a comment below. Please give me a rating. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, five stars is preferable and follow me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. I hope you all have, have a good weekend lined up before the weekend starts. I have one last news report for the week. Uh, so. Today's news is all about Ripple Labs. Who? What is Ripple Labs? Ripple Labs uh, created the XRP token and the XRP ledger with blah, blah, or blockchain, XRP blockchain. Why is it called a ledger? I don't know. Um, so they created the XRP token and their whole thing is all about working with the banks and setting up CBDCs with countries all over the place. That's like a big part of theirs. They just launched a uh, NFT platform. Um, a new NFT trading uh, opportunity, um, not fuck the um, availability opportunity, whatever. Anyway, you can now trade NFTs on on XRP, the ledger. And but the but the problem is the XRP coin is underperforming and it's not available everywhere. It's only available on on certain exchanges for U.S. customers. And that's because the SEC filed a lawsuit against Ripple Labs saying that they sold that XRP token as a security. What is a security? Well, a security for simple, easy to understand, a security, according to the SEC, is anything that if, if I invest money into something, I buy an asset, whether it's uh, shares in a company or these tokens or I buy gold. It's it, according to the SEC. If when I purchase that asset, if I believe that it's going to go up in value based on other people's actions, like managers, owners, employees, brand, etc., then that's a security. So I can't expect gold to go up based on someone else's someone else's efforts. That's just like whether or not the world sees gold as more valuable place to be. So they put their money there. But if you buy shares in a stock, that stock is only going to go up if the owners of the company do a good job. So the SEC is trying to say that when the first, the original people who bought XRP token, they were buying it, expecting that Ripple Labs does a good job and this coin gets adopted. I would say they're they might be right. But at this point, it's decentralized and is used as a currency, and it is no longer a security. It is now a commodity like cash or a currency. So right now, the big belief is that XRP is a currency. But the SEC is saying when they sold it, it was a security. So, yeah, 
Okay, so when they sold it, it was a security. So that's what Ripple, uh, sorry, that's what the SEC is suing Ripple for, is for their initial sale of of the XRP token was a security, which means they violated securities laws, which means they have to probably have to pay a fine when this is all said and done. That's most likely what's going to happen. This case has been going on since December of 2020. And Ripple Labs has uh, has talked a lot about how the SEC was not giving out any guidance, so no one really understood what how the SEC was looking at at crypto. But two former, actually, I think it was three former SEC officials and gave gave speeches. And but the first speech was given by William Hinman, and he. He was head of the, let's see, some division. Uh, oh, here we go. Division of Corporate Finance in late 2020. He was the director of it. And and he, or, and Lee, before that, under, under Donald Trump. So, Henman went out and gave some speeches and was like, hey, everybody, this whole cryptocurrency thing, yeah, they... Basically, it's all about decentralization. And basically gave these gave some some insight into what how what he felt was the approach that we should be taking. And if if he said it was his personal opinion, but then Jay Clayton, the head of the SEC, came out after that speech and said, this is all on the SEC's website. You can look at all this. He says we at the these are my personal opinions, but we at the SEC look to Henman's speech for guidance when thinking about crypto. And in that speech, they gave Ethereum and Bitcoin were given a pass. Ethereum was also said was formerly a security when it was initially sold, but now it's definitely a currency. It's definitely being used for a currency in trading, buying and selling NFTs, etc., playing games, etc. So. So that's the big question that's up in the air right now is was Ripple XRP a security and what type of guidance? And so this is this case expected to give us a bunch of information. So if this case, if this this case, if it goes to trial, the outcome is likely to set a precedent on the SEC's power over crypto. We want the SEC to lose this case so they back off crypto. This should read as a bullish sign. Also, I want them to win because I own a bunch of Ripple you know, full disclosure and all. Okay, well, Ripple Labs has continued to grow their business. They are just growing it outside of the USA. They have signed up multiple nations to use their tech to launch each nation's own CBDCs. CBDC is a central bank digital currency. It's basically like the cryptocurrency of Laos or Cambodia, you know, whatever. Well, now Ripple is making investments in and going after the carbon market. What is the carbon market? The Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, defines carbon markets as a popular but misleading term for a trading system through which countries may buy or sell units of greenhouse gas emissions in an effort to meet their nation's national limits on emissions, either under the Kyoto Protocol or other agreements such as among 
member states of the European Union. The term comes from the fact that carbon dioxide is predominant greenhouse gas and other gases are measured in units called carbon dioxide equivalents. So basically, carbon market is where a company who is like green and offsets their carbon footprint could be could have carbon credits to sell to say a oil company like if an oil company wants to say hey like we're doing something about the environment even though what we do impacts negatively the environment but we're going to try to offset the negative stuff we do so they can turn around and buy carbon credits to offset their carbon emissions so if you're a high carbon emitting company and you live in a country that has these goals, you're getting pressure or a lot of corporations make their own goals just to be in, be in good graces with investors and the, and the public. So a lot of this isn't even based on regulation, although that's where we're going if we're not already there. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. So basically either by because of regulation or self-imposed for the purposes of getting more money, people to invest into you. Uh, a lot of companies are looking at their carbon emissions and trying to offset them. And the people who like Tesla, Tesla makes the majority of their money is made by selling carbon credits or their profits. Like they're profitable because of being able to sell carbon credits. They sell the fact that they create electrical vehicles. They're able to sell credits to other companies who are polluting companies. And that's big market. It's kind of like, imagine if every, every, if they created like a unit of carbon that you emit based on your activities and each one of those units can be bought and sold and everyone wants to maintain a certain number of carbon, uh, carbon emissions. So you can offset those or increase those based on your carbon allocation. So there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's even double usage. Uh, there's no standard on what offsets a carbon emission. Uh, we're the, the industry is still growing. There's a lot of inconsistencies. Um, and blockchain can help to ensure that no carbon credits are double sold because it'll be on a blockchain. So let's take a look at our first piece of news for the day. Yes, we are just getting started. I don't know how long this will take, but hopefully not much longer. I am sure you all got things to do. So I'm going to share. All right. As reported on businesswire.com, this looks like a press release. But it is titled Ripple commits $100 million to scale and strengthen global global carbon markets, addresses quality and transparency using blockchain and crypto. Demand for carbon offsets is expected to skyrocket to $550 billion by 2050 to meet Paris Climate Accord goals. What? Carbon offsets. There's a big industry coming here. All right. I'm going to read this first two paragraphs here. So San Francisco Business Wire, Ripple, the leader in enterprise blockchain and crypto solutions today announced its commitment of $100 million to carbon markets. The funding will accelerate carbon removal activity and help monetize carbon markets, though 
through investments in innovative carbon removal companies and climate-focused fintechs. Ripple will also build a portfolio of additive long-term nature and science-based carbon credits, some of which will be used to meet its own commitment to achieve net zero by 2030 or sooner. In addition, the funding will continue to support new functionality and developer tools that enable carbon credit tokenization as core non-fungible tokens on the XRP ledger. This commitment will help progress towards help progress towards globally agreed climate goals to limit global temperatures rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius. So basically this is saying that they use a hundred million dollars. They want to offset their own carbon emissions so that they are net zero by 2030 or sooner. They're going to invest in, let's see, carbon removal activities. So investing in companies, making relationships. Um, they're also saying, they're going to look at nature and science-based karma credits. Some, So basically they're getting into the entire ecosystem, carbon removal company and looking at companies that are helping to, to remove carbon out of the atmosphere. But also like, you know, I could buy a lot of land in technically, like I can buy a lot of land and I can go find a company to, uh, pay me to not build on that land. And that would, and then like, how do I know how many carbon credits each lot of land or each acre of land is worth? So this is going to help, help with that, help like one, standardize this process as well as not enable me and not allow me to sell my carbon credits for not building on my acre of land to multiple businesses or whatever. And uh, that's kind of how I understand it works right now. Uh, let's see. So what are your thoughts about this? Do you think, oh, let me read the second paragraph. Carbon markets are struggling to keep up with exploding demand inhibited by supply bottlenecks and slow time to market and a dearth of high quality verifiable products. See that? Carbon markets are struggling to keep up with exploding demand inhibited by supply bottlenecks, slow time to market, and a dearth of high quality variable. So like the, the space is just so immature and young right now. To meet climate goals on a global scale, carbon markets need to enhance mechanisms to pr project verification and certification. Just like my one acre lot of land that, oh, by the way, has a ton of nuclear waste on it. <laughs> That's why I can't build on it. It's not because... I'm trying to save the planet. I could buy a toxic waste dump and just say that I'm not going to build on it. But like, how do you know that it's even helping clean as much carbon? Like, it's not like it's a bunch of trees that are cleaving carbon out of the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's keep going on with this stuff. Uh, let's see. To me, blah, 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 blah. Greater transparency in pricing and market data, improved infrastructure for both buyers and sellers. So, so blo blockchain and crypto with innate qualities of transparency, verification, scalability can help address many of the market's biggest obstacles of growth and e efficacy. So basically, carbon markets are going to be tokenized by each carbon credit is going to be an NFT, meaning it's non-fungible, means there's only one, I mean, they can cannot be interchanged with anything else. And that is a great way to verify it. They would all need to be on one blockchain or only created by one entity. I imagine it would be a government entity or an NGO or something like that. 
What are your thoughts about this? Do you think this is awesome? Do you think this is a positive thing for the crypto markets? Do you think that this is just a great uh, application of technology? It's going to do nothing for price. Do you think this is beneficial for XR uh, for XRP token and for Ripple Labs? Please let me know. Leave a comment below. And I am moving on. Okay, author Benjamin Pimentel reports for protocol SEC to Ripple. No, you can't have the emails. The dispute over whether XRP is a security continues to hinge on a crucial speech by former director William Hinman. So I, as I discussed earlier, these speeches are under a lot of scrutiny. These speeches were the only guidance crypto companies had to go on for a while. These speeches said it's all about decentralization. They even said that Ethereum was a security, but now it's not. So there's no point in forcing registration or going after them. The SEC says that they are personal opinions. Then Ripple says, well, let's see the notes. Like, so let's see your back notes, like your memos and stuff about these speeches. And then there's no protection of the Fed saying their own opinions. The SEC is like, nah, we can't give you those notes. That's privileged. Ripple's like, why? I thought you said that Hinman and Clayton, they were Hinman and Clayton's own opinions. The SEC is like, nah, they were devised with the SEC resources and attorneys. And then the judge is like, oh, hell nah, you can't have it both ways. And then the judge is like, you need to give these this stuff up. And then the SEC is like, well, well, we need to redact stuff. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, the judge, this is all up in the air right now. So let me read you something here. Where is it? A uh, federal judge had ordered the SEC to release drafts of the speech related email documents with Ripple, says could shed more light on the agency's deliberations on cryptocurrencies. Basically, a lot of people in the industry believe that there's a conflict of interest that Hinman and Clayton gave these speeches, gave guidance to the industry to give Ethereum and Bitcoin a pass, and then left those company, left the SEC, joined companies that solely invest in Ethereum and Bitcoin. And they knocked out the XRP, which was basically the number two or number one competitor against Ethereum. So they picked a winner, quit with the government quit the SEC and made money off of that winner. So it sounds like a big conspiracy. Okay, so yes, it is a conspiracy theory, but just because it's a theory doesn't mean it's not true. Anyway, that is what this is all about. The SEC on Wednesday argued in a letter to the judge that communications were protected by attorney-client privilege, arguing that Hinman communicated with the SEC staff to obtain their legal advice. What is going on? Like, it's your personal opinion. It's not your personal opinion. Anyway, the question of whether offers and sales of the other constitute securities transactions is indisputable legal question. The SEC just thinks this is ridiculous. They don't want to respect the judge. They don't want to respect due process. They don't seem to care about conflict of interest. They don't seem to care that they are rotten, and at least the former people there. But by upholding this and not allowing us to peek inside, what is going on? Do you think that that makes them just as guilty? In a May 13th court filing, Ripple had argued that Hinman, who stepped down as the director of SEC's Division of Corporate Finance in late 2020, was not a client of the SEC's lawyers for purposes of his outside personal activities. In its letter, the SEC argued that Hinman delivered the speech in his role as senior SEC leader, leader not in any personal capacity. So 
What does that mean? Does that mean that the argument that these speeches were guidance? And the reason why this is so important is that these speeches spell out whether or not something is security or commodity based on decentralization. And it also says that there's no point in going after them or worrying about them because they became decentralized. So a lot of these companies that were created were following this advice and just focusing on being decentralized or whatever and whatever that even means. And now the SEC doesn't want to give any clarity to those speeches, doesn't want to give the markets any clarity over how they're regulating these and how they're deciding when something is not a security anymore. Instead, they just want to win a lawsuit by any means necessary. Screw the American public. What do you think about all of this? I'm not sure that this update doesn't really give us really any great information, but it does say it's expected to drag into 2023, obviously. It says filings and hearings and motions for summary judgment will extend to December. At that point, the judge will decide whether or not to go to trial. So not even until the end of the year will we know this. Well, guess what? The crypto markets are probably in bear, bear market territory. They might not be coming back this year. They might be getting worse. And so maybe it won't matter. Maybe this, whatever happens with this will be positive and it will start the next bull market. I don't know. What do you think about this? Uh, obviously, that uh, that ignores COVID, inflation, Russia, Ukraine, etc. Please leave a comment below. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, but that's the news for today. Ripple Labs is setting example by going after something that is dear to many people's heart in the environment and especially in light of Bitcoin's negative uh, news around the environment. I think this is a really positive thing. I also think that it's pretty awesome that the SEC is now saying that Hinman's speeches were not personal. They were his speeches as SEC leader. I think that that is also a positive. So I'll keep you apprised of this and uh, and more as we come. So have a great weekend. Have a good day. Hoddle on.